This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is a show where we talk to people in and around professional wrestling, indie wrestling, independent professional wrestling. That's the proper term. Uh, you can check out everything and please uh, support uh, a lot of these guys that are on the show over at IndieWrestling.us or a lot of the other shows over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com to get all of your wrestling podcast video show fix over there. Get all the links and subscribe to specifically the Indie Mayhem Show or look for the WMS Super Feed. Please, uh, also, please rate and like and whatever the function is on wherever you're uh, watching or listening to this show. Uh, that helps us get in front of more people. And please share the show if you like the conversations we're having here. And uh, drop us a line, goodtimes at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or 412-206-WMS0. Uh, and you can uh, let us know any questions for any announced guests that we have coming up, or even uh, anybody you think we should be talking to on the show. Uh, we're definitely open to suggestions. We definitely have brought people on the show because of recommendations, whether if you uh, you tell me at a show, uh, if I run into you, or you tell me on social media, tweeting me, uh, whatever the case, we're definitely open because we definitely want to keep this, you know, not just like everybody in the Pittsburgh and greater tri-state area where we're trying to get everybody all across the country here, and we've had a lot of luck with that lately and thank you everybody for being a part of that uh so we got us we got a fun one here today these guys um it, it's a it's a tag team and their manager actually from uh black diamond wrestling um they now go by mt osha we're gonna get into that name it's a mashup but we gotta get into the history of that as well but we have them with us uh we have first of all he's the manager extraordinaire he is nope there's the wrong title there he is ronnie starks is with us yeah, manager of extraordinaire. That's the nicest thing anybody said to me. <laughs> Shit. Probably. <Looting> from us. <laughs> Probably. There you go. No violations for you today. There you go. Also with us, Dan Sandwich, who, if you're a longtime listener of the Wrestling Mayhem Show, we actually kind of have a, a running gag history with him <laughs> that he didn't know about <laughs> that we uh, chatted about today. How are you doing today, sir? Doing pretty good, brother. How about you? Awesome. Awesome. And then also with us to round out the tag team is Destin Vane. I'll be the one that stays out of trouble tonight. Okay, and you're also the better dressed of the crew tonight. Yeah, uh, overdressed or are they underdressed? I, I, don't I, I don't know. What, <laughs> what is the bar here, right? I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm wearing a Mega Ran t-shirt myself. Uh, you know, I, everybody's been stepping up ever since uh, the main event won the. Uh, I, I want to win the award. You want the award? Yeah, it's the lookout main event. <laughs> Destin's coming for you. <laughs> uh, brave the tireless uh, look as well. Yes. So, awesome. Well, we like to do a little bit of an icebreaker for people maybe not familiar with you before we get into your life story here. Uh, and we'll kind of just go across the board. What is your uh, earliest memory of professional wrestling? Whoever wants to go first. Uh, my earliest memory is actually seeing a commercial featuring Yokozuna. When I saw that guy, I had to watch. I actually have the VHS tape of the very first wrestling show I've ever watched. Really? Main event, Yokozuna, Owen Hart, and Hakushi against Bret Hart, 123 Kid, and Bob Spark Plug Holly. <laughs> that is a main event? What is that this? That was a main event. What is the tape? And to think, 
that that got me hooked. <laughs> what is the tape? Is it like one of those Battle of the Superstars or no, something? No, is it just a Monday Night Raw? I was like, I'll record oh. it in case I miss anything. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense now. So I'm just like, that's not a that's not a King of the Ring or anything of that era. I was the type of fan that recorded. I recorded everything that was on <clears throat> wrestling, mm-hmm. with WCW, WWF. I recorded it also. Unfortunately, a lot of those tapes are lost, but uh, well, we've got the network now. we so. got the network now. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, when the network happened, all my pay-per-view tapes, I'm, I gave them to my friend that still had a VCR. I'm like, here, your own WWE network. Uh, that's awesome. So Yokozuna was what got you into Yokozuna it. Yokozuna was Is, what got me in. That's who you uh, aspire to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie's beating you to it. Dan Sandwich. Dan Sandwich. What was your earliest memory of uh, pro wrestling? Uh, mine's easy. Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10. Nice ladder match. Yep. Got yeah. me in. Hooked me. Nice. Were you like aware of it going into it or just like at a party and happened to see it? or No, nah, hanging out with friends down at the park and shooting basketball. Uh, when a couple of guys who were up to no good started <laughs> showed, showed talking your, trash in my neighborhood. And showed you a wrestling tape. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, no, nah, I just heard them talking about Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. I'm like, who the hell are these guys? I mm-hmm. uh what WrestleMania ten? What year? Come on, Sorg. Uh, bu- 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 ni- yeah, it has to be like ninety four ish, right? Ninety four. Was it ninety four? I, I would. was ninety five. Mm-hmm. April ninety five. So that was, and it was like the day after WrestleMania eleven. Because I right. so I would have been eight years old. I didn't know nothing about wrestling, so hearing that kind of got me hooked. I started watching it, and uh, I mean, hell, to to pick up on wrestling on those two guys. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really pick up on any two better guys, really. Yeah, it's kind of a high bar there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely the, the, the workhorse era, right? Right. Uh, with, with those guys. That's awesome. Uh, what about you, Ronnie? Uh, I turned on Monday Night Raw, and I saw Diesel turn on Shawn Michaels. And that's the first time I watched wrestling, and then it just kind of went from there. You guys are relatively the same era. This is interesting. Yep. It, it yeah. is weird. I, mean, I, I don't think we ever age. knew each other's story either. No? <laughs> This is this is this is the bonding experience for this tag team right here for this faction here. We're more into those uh, rules and violations. Where yeah, exactly. What's wrestling? <laughs> exactly. So so you guys watched that. Obviously, you know, got into it, became fans. Like, what what was the point where you guys uh, individually um, decided this is a thing I want to get into in a certain in, in some one shape or form? Are we all gonna have the same answer? Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart WrestleMania. <laughs> When we decided to get into it? Yeah, yeah. From being a fan to say, I want to get in there and do this. Uh, 2004? Mm-hmm. No, 2003. Um, me and Destin were backyarding at the time, and we, we figured out a place to go. You can't that word. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were front porching. Alternative indie <laughs> wrestling. Alternative of backyarding. Hey, some places um, are... <laughs> we might so, have been better. <laughs> No, once once I figured out that there were actually uh, you know schools to get into and and do it other than down at the park. And and to be fair, that's an era where the backyard wrestling tapes and video game were around. So I mean, yeah. that, that was yeah. pretty prominent. Yeah, backyard the wrestling yeah. was hot in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, late nineties. Mm-hmm. It was almost the cool thing to do. And like, the, I was only like a freshman in high school, but it was almost like it was popular enough where it was almost like a sport. I guess where like. You had all kinds of people from my school joining in on the fun. Mm. And we never like used barbed wire or anything crazy like that. We just threw each other around. So we dangerous, were very but watered not, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a difference for sure. Like the guys that had the trampoline or the guys that just had like 
<laughs> well, I mean, when you typically think of backyard wrestling, you're thinking of like these guys who are like, I guess between like 18 and 25. Well, when we were doing it, we were 15. Mm-hmm. I think so. Like we weren't hitting each other with glass and barbed wire and shit. We, we were, were training by the time we were 16, so it was 15, 14. Yeah. So did, did they? You know, usually I hear about when people have you know trained the wrong way or, or, or done something like that. There's a lot of like you know, things you have to break after doing it for a while. Was it hard to kind of transition to that that era, like to, from what you were already doing in the backyard to learn? For the me, right it way? wasn't because I didn't. I never took it that seriously. Like I never like backyard wrestling. I knew like I knew my place. I knew I, I knew at the time that there was training. I yeah. knew I was going to be training. I actually the. I didn't even know there was training in Pittsburgh. Of all people who I found out from was uh, my first indie wrestling show, and I approached two guys who I just thought were local guys who ended up turning out to be CM Punk and Chris Hero. Oh, just, <laughs> just oh, you know, you're who randoms. they ever beat? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I started talking about them, and uh, both were like very encouraging, and I was like maybe 80 pounds, not a little more than that but mm-hmm, mm. i mean i was your scrawny kid and uh chris Hero was giving me the website for pwx you're to still scrawny take a look throw <laughs> <laughs> that out there i'm off the juice <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the day when you were back yeah, in the day when you looked like brian cage <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah, awesome yeah uh, but uh after that i found the website i don't re- really remember what transition to it we actually uh we're doing with Jason Cage and a couple others who ended up training with us. So we had like a whole crew of guys that like ended up. Sean uh, Resnick. Yeah, Sean Resnick was one. I've heard that name uh, before. He, Sean he, Dahmer. he was Sean Dahmer originally. And okay. actually, uh, Chris Helmsley, he, he didn't end up training, but he, he was in there for a little bit. Like we, we weren't really a well known group, but like there, there's a few people who are in. A local area now who actually were a part of what we did mm-hmm. and uh it's pretty interesting we we always joke around saying we need that big six-man tag eight-man tag or whatever it would be who else can day. we out as a backyard wrestler <laughs> uh it's like taboo nobody talks about it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. everyone did it <laughs> yes we did yep <laughs> uh, and then like you said it was in that era where it was like the thing to do almost mm-hmm. like if you if you weren't of age to train or you didn't know what training was wasn't really necessarily uncommon or taboo back then. Now, mm. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Uh, other than just kind of a fun activity. Besides, <laughs> everybody can be a professional wrestler nowadays, mm-hmm. anyway. So mm-hmm. that is true. The bar has been lowered, but you know, but you know, hopefully everybody has like a little bit of training, right? Oh yeah. I mean, and it, it was hopefully. I, th- hopefully. I think yeah. Dan and I actually, a lot of people always say, like, our class was, like, one of the last classes to really, I'm not putting any other classes down, but it was it was one of those last classes to really be, like, get that old school, we're in that sportatorium, where freezing cold nights, mm-hmm. smoking hot summers, and and I, I think, I don't put down any training now, a lot of people say, like, uh, the, they got it easy now. If, you, if, you're, if you're getting in that ring, you, you don't have it easy whether yeah. you're doing blow-up drills or not. You're beating yourself up, and mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think you should be taking that away from anybody. Awesome. What about you, Ronnie? Um, I came from – you ever hear of the CWF? I've heard of the CWF. Bill Hughes and all yeah, that. Yeah, Bill Hughes. Yeah, I was trained by Hill, Bill, yeah, Bill Hughes, Beast, <coughs> and <laughs> – you motherfuckers. <Jeez. laughs> and um, Terry uh, Sniper. Okay. 
I'm streaming by those guys. I started in 2008 was when I started training. Debuted in 2010. I refed mostly for a couple years and mm-hmm. managed now, which they would always give me shit saying, yeah, Ronnie the referee. I thought he was fucking retired. <laughs> and then I do a ref spot and he just rolls his eyes at me. You know, but other than that, man, I, I love doing this stuff. That's Despite good. what you hear about me, I love doing this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so you guys obviously been at it for a while. I've heard, I've I've seen the MTO team, which again we talked about. You you have a lot of fun with the sandwich name, right? Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not familiar, it's it's you know, does it stand for made to order? Made to order. Yes. Yeah. So I took a spin off of the NWO, just yeah. like everyone else. Of course, because indie wrestling. <laughs> but why not? <laughs> it's a it's a logo that the fans can relate to. So why mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. It's hard enough so- to sell a T-shirt as it is. You know, put a put a logo on there that someone's familiar with. Make it your own. They actually sell a little bit better. So don't knock me for it. That's right. I, I, I was a little. I, I was actually one of the critics when he first started doing it. But then when I started seeing his shirts, so I was like. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sell koozies too. They're on sale at live events for five dollars a piece. And it says "Keeping a Kayfabe" on the back. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> awesome. You also sell stuffed bricks. Tell them about that. no. The bricks actually <laughs> sold out. <laughs> Wait, why do you? <laughs> so, uh, over my fourteen-year career of indie wrestling, I've realized that if you're selling merchandise at a table and it has your name on it, there's a fat chance you're going to sell it. Mm. You sell shit that people want to buy that's stupid, foam bricks, noisemakers, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. hell, rubber duckies. Put a mustache on a rubber duck. It'll I've, sell I've faster than an MTO t-shirt every If you look at a show. Beast Man gimmick table, that's what to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Beast Man sells rocks. <laughs> what? And signs them. Legit sells rocks. He sold a brick for $10. I think I was there. Didn't they? Didn't they um, auction off a brick at Fight Society one yeah, time? Was right. it? Was the, yeah, yeah. We made ten dollars off of a red brick <laughs> <laughs> that you probably what found out back. Exactly. Right. Yeah, because there's a <laughs> right. lot of bricks laying around behind that building, I believe. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so your your advice to merchandising is sell stuff that people want to buy. Don't put yourself over. There you go. There you go. That's, a, that's actually really good and in line with the conversation I was just having last night with somebody. Um, <laughs> So you went from that to oh, Destin. I don't know as much about your career. I started off. Uh, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. I started off the beginning of my career under a mask as Eisendrock, and uh, it was kind. Of, honestly, it was there wasn't any mask guys. Uh, good friends with uh, Bobby Williams, mm-hmm. referee. He was doing the Mantis gimmick at the time, and we kind of like broke in. We didn't necessarily have the same training class, but we broke in together. We're both smaller guys, so we uh, teamed together, and Devil Budokan kind of took us under his wing. And uh, So I wore the mask uh, shortly after the Eisendrock name, which I honestly don't remember how that came about, but it was, I, like, the German, is... it was like the German luchador who spoke English. <laughs> so, huh. <laughs> huh. But, uh, I feel who, like... was, who was the redneck cowboy? That just popped into my head. In WWE, the redneck cowboy. I don't know. Uh, no, the uh, the Asian cowboy. Oh, uh, Jimmy oh, Yang. Jimmy Wang Yang. Wang, Wang Yang. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He has a party bus in Cincinnati now. <laughs> Jimmy Wang Yang's party bus. Oh, Eisendrock was even more confusing than that. Oh, <laughs> and I still get like to this day, like I still have a handful of people that just call me Eisendrock. But but uh, <laughs> after that, <laughs> I uh, 
went with the name Apollyon, which uh, that is friend a, actually that is a name I've heard. Yeah, yeah. and that was uh, I I got the Apollyon name because that was a character out of the Bible, like the King of Demons. So when I was with Devil Budokan, Mantis, Jake Garrett, uh, that uh, group, it kind of fit in more. And pretty much as soon as I got that name, the stable broke up. So, <laughs> but I kept that gimmick, and then uh, shortly after that, I started teaming with Sean Dahmer with the uh, Straight Jacket Mafia, and that's when I, like I didn't really know anything about like uh, working a match or psychology. Maybe I still don't. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's when I actually kind of like got it. Like mm-hmm. being a tag team, I I still recommend a lot of the younger guys coming up in wrestling. Get involved in a tag team on both sides. Good guy, bad guy. He'll baby face because it just you you understand psychology a lot when you're seeing that baby face work for that comeback, the hot tag, everything. It just it's a very simplified way of understanding how to build a wrestling match. And mm. we we didn't really do a whole lot. We had some fancy moves, but we were over everywhere we went, and it, it was like. We were more over than we should have been, I guess, because we weren't necessarily the most talented team. But, <laughs> I mean, something we were doing was right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, uh, from that, it, it, tell me a little bit more about uh, MT OSHA. Again, <laughs> obviously, a takeoff of MTO. Um, is, when I saw you guys last month, was that the first time this MT OSHA thing started? Yeah, yeah. one show. Right? Um, uh, explain kind of the situation with MT OSHA. So the whole thing started off with just being the MTO. That was like my mm-hmm. kind of personal uh, catchphrase, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. These goofballs started doing tag team <laughs> stuff with me, so it just kind of became like our uh, our tag team name. Uh, I don't know. We did we did MTO for a little while, comedy stuff off and on throughout, yeah. off and on comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you do you know the story of how MT OSHA started? Yeah, we were actually uh, at LA Fitness, and <laughs> yes, we go to the gym. Where all good ideas start, right? <laughs> Can't you and, tell uh, I can go to the gym? Go. Ronnie, Ronnie goes to the gym. Too. I've been missing a few days lately. That's a lot. But, uh, <laughs> Free pizza at Planet Fitness on Tuesdays. <laughs> it's a. Trap. That's actually uh, yeah. I I don't remember what got us into the conversation, but we're, we're always discussing. We were doing the seatbelt. Yeah, thing. yeah. But uh, we're always discussing just like how. There, the, there's a lack of characters. There's a lot, lack of like everybody wants to be the wrestler's wrestler. Mm-hmm. Have those five star matches. Well, comp- Dave Meltzer, com- and- <laughs> competitor MMA kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. And it's almost like to the point where it's starting to overwhelm a uh, your typical indie show because you're getting so much of the same style. And I've always been a character guy, like. I don't know anybody who's ever tuned into wrestling and stopped and be like, "Oh, I got to watch this." He has a good headlock locked in right now. Uh, you, you see those, mo- you stop and watch for those moments. And I'm always thinking of like the casual fans, not the people who are gonna buy those tickets no matter what's going on. So uh, we're we one thing led to another, and we're on that we're, one machine. Like I said, it had uh, like a seatbelt on it so that you don't pop up out of the chair. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just started clowning Destin. I'm like, man, make sure you got your seatbelt on. Uh, then it just kind of spun off from there, and uh, we take the O of MTO, apply it to OSHA. There you go. Genius. Genius. There, there was no serious talk about it at first, and it just kind of like 
well, that would be a good idea. And like then, every good you gimmick, know what? it kind of came be, off as a as a rivet first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it was like this this will actually work. Nothing like this is being done, or I, I don't know if it has been done, but it's it's kind of got its own unique spin off of the right to sensor. Mm-hmm. And that's that's um, whenever we're showing the video. If you guys are on the video version of this, and you saw like the the flashing yellow lights at, at the beginning of this video, like it is that like kind of right to sensor horrible sound. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I think somebody said like they heard somebody in the crowd saying, "Oh no, <laughs> our entrance music is legit, like two minutes worth of, hey, yeah, yeah, like sirens and things like that." The funny thing is, we're we were debating on what to use for theme music for like weeks, and finally, like I actually was the one that came up with that uh, for a theme song, theme song, because I was saying like, well, everybody has like the, the there's nothing that would fit that gimmick, and I, I was. That actually came on my TV one time. I was like, what if someone's theme song was just that the whole way through? Just you had the noise. warning buzz at the beginning and then just that, and nothing else with that because then you're being annoying and everyone's going to mm-hmm. hate you. Yes, you've definitely set the tone at that point. Right? <laughs> That's real heel heat. Not the not the heel heat that people are booing you out just to get you out of the ring because they don't want to see you. This mm-hmm. is actually heel heat because they hate you. And mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a huge believer that the entrance is just as important, if not more important, than the match as far as... I mean, without a doubt, we're getting your character over. You You have 30 seconds to a minute and a half to really... All attention's on you, and you got to make the most of it. And that, that theme song is definitely <laughs> helping us get that heat. So, so I say, we're, again, we're so, showing some footage for this match, and you guys had a, uh, a safe zone <laughs> that you set up in this match. There was a lot of... like uh, There was a lot of explanation... And usually at an indie show, we're like, oh, God, these guys are on the mic way too long, right? But you set up basically the rules of a match to the point where when somebody got disqualified for coming into the safe zone at the end, spoiler, I was not mad at that being a reasonable thing to end a match, right? Like, it just, I bought into it um, uh, at at that point. I I was a little worried about that. I was worried, like, are are they going to, like buy into it that they did though and then, yeah. and i always go into every single match as if nobody in that crowd has ever seen yeah because you got to reintroduce it to somebody exactly. the first time so no we have what. to do that yeah. going forward as we expand the gimmick too because we have more ideas going forward mm. to expand the safe space and expand yeah. the uh, the promo was key in this match in the beginning because without it and and, and the thing with a promo you got to kind of cut to the chase give the fans what they need to know um Whatever you're doing, put it over um, and make it make sense. So, what? I don't know. The promo might have been a minute, minute and a half long. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But the concept is, is like, hey, this is our safe space. Mm-hmm. If you cross these cones, you're going to get disqualified. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just watching the video right now. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm eager to see what's... I mean, I mean, it's, it's different. Nobody else is doing anything like that. Yeah. Um, it it kind of reminds me of... Um, who what was it? Vader that did the the thing uh, the thing where you pin him and then he's like no 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 count to five instead of three King Kong Bundy King Kong Bundy right mm-hmm. so I mean it, it kind of reminds me of that I mean you're taking an aspect of wrestling and you're just tweaking the rules a little bit making it your own uh, you have a lot to play with uh, uh, you had Ronnie coming in and and checking the like taking a measuring tape to suplexes at one point <laughs> we got to work those bugs out <laughs> a little that, bit. That, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. there, there was there, there was some stuff uh, the whole idea was for him measure us for that vertical suplex yeah okay we're good the height's safe and yeah. then they do the vertical suplex to us no no it's not safe like yeah yeah but i mean we we have ideas along those lines I, i'm happy with how everything for that being the first time 
we uh, got to display this whole character, the gimmick. I, I was happy with how everything went out, and oh, definitely a lot more ideas. It's it's not going to go still anytime soon. I oh, don't no. think. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I, there's a literally a list of ideas. It's anyone who's ridiculous. familiar with OSHA knows that there's like so many different topics that you can cover, and that's what we plan on doing. Each and every show, we're going to mm-hmm. kind of cover mm-hmm. a different mm-hmm. topic of OSHA. As somebody who, uh, for six or seven years, did um, OSHA-based training videos <laughs> for the steel industry personally, this is probably why I'm so into this guy. <laughs> right. And actually, if I have a nephew that just went to safety training and I sent him this video, I'm like, dude, check this out. <laughs> and dude, what, what else could you possibly use to get more heat than OSHA? Nobody yeah. likes OSHA. Yeah, nobody likes OSHA. Nobody <laughs> likes to watch our videos. You should do a training video. There right. you go. Dude, that's not yeah. a bad idea. My, my biggest worry was, and we discussed this in uh, going into a whole new gimmick like this, is I have the Dustin Vane g- gimmicks, so I have like a gimmick that's not really related to OSHA at all. He has a name, Dan Sandwich, which has nothing to do with OSHA at all. And I always joke with him, like he's been Dan Sandwich for 14 years and hasn't had to carry a sandwich to the ring in 12. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it, I was worried like, okay, the empty OSHA thing, but the the members are called Dan Sandwich, Destin Vane, Ronnie Starks, I guess would fit in. But I, I think we there's enough of that core fan base that know who we are, where mm-hmm. the new fans can kind of be like, okay, get the history behind us but that was that was my only worry but i, th- I think everything seems to be getting over the way it should so far mm-hmm. uh good props good uh uh tickets tickets all over the place torn up <laughs> after this cones <laughs> being thrown everywhere it's mayhem after one of these matches uh so awesome uh, and, I, and i'm looking forward to see uh i'll be able, as of this recording i know it's going to be officially released afterwards uh but i know black diamond is this sunday if i have my dates right here yeah, yeah. the fifth uh, yep. the fifth of uh, august and uh they'll be uh we'll, we will be there filming there and, and i know those aren't coming out in a timely manner but uh definitely if something like this happens you'll see a couple of clips here and there well uh, from black diamond stds are definitely a violation Yes, That's, that does fall under bloodborne pathogens. Yeah, <laughs> I did a video on bloodborne pathogens. <laughs> oh, and the worst is you can always suppress them too. Which is oh. <laughs> we we always like BW. You have a that group of guys who are for the most part starting out, or mm-hmm. you have guys who uh, well rounded like Chris Russo, and so you got those matches that are like they're going to give those fans that wrestling that they want to see. When we go in there with STDs, flexor, and everything, we like try to do the complete opposite. Yeah, because <laughs> it'll yeah. give them something fresh, and we don't. We can go over something like one time, and the rest is just. We've always we been want. more character and, you know, like storyline driven. I guess um, we enjoy putting together a, 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 a match that gives you not only the. The athleticism of it. You know, people are there obviously to see wrestling, but they also want to see a show, and I think that's what we provide. Awesome. Awesome. So, what are you guys watching these days? What's got your attention? Anybody on the indies? Anything in particular you're watching on uh, TV that's kind of just uh, either catches your attention or you're drawing, drawing any inspiration from these days? Well, they took away my favorite part of wrestling. I don't get uh, L Ray Network anymore. Oh. <laughs> I am uh, get it on that iTunes and the Amazon, man. I am on board with Lucha Underground. It, it is, I'm glad it it's on Netflix though, because as soon good. as they put the new season on, I'm binge watching the hell out of it. I say, I'm just saying, worth the three dollars an episode, right? Yeah. I, I, you can definitely get caught up. I just caught up on a couple episodes myself from traveling, but uh, yeah, um, it, it, it is. Let me guess, the storytelling, right? Absolutely, yeah. The, the yeah. character development, the storytelling, um, it's hokey as hell. 
mm-hmm. which is what makes it awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got people, you know, popping in and out and teleporting and shit like that. <laughs> uh, but the, the way that they portray it, uh, the fact that it's only an hour long <laughs> is probably the part that sells it the most. Um, like, yeah, I've always been a fan of Lucha Libre myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's right up my alley. It's fun to watch. Uh, they actually tell a story. The character development's decent. Um, yeah, dude, I'd put Lucha Underground over to the moon. Awesome. What about you? I try to watch uh, as much as I can. Uh, but really, that's about maybe an hour of wrestling a week, two hours a week, <laughs> as far as what's on TV. Yeah, the ways you can fit in, right? Yeah. Uh, there's just so, so much on. Uh, maybe it's a good thing for like the kids watching, but like... You have four-hour pay-per-views on Sunday, three hours of wrestling on Monday, two hours of wrestling on Tuesday. Now there's uh, plus NXT yeah. two hundred five. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. just it's it's overwhelming to keep up with, and not like 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 we were talking about. I've always been storyline driven by what I watch. If there's a good match on, like not to take anything away from that, I I'm I love a good wrestling match just as much as anybody else does. But mm-hmm. if I can't know what's behind the match I'm watching, I, I'm not into as much whether it's a five-star match or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I'm tuning in halfway through Raw and I haven't seen the last two weeks of it, I'm probably not going to be into it as much. And it seems like they're building that show more and more for the people that are not around for three hours. Yeah, too, and it's, so which is, it's kind of weird, but yeah, I, I there's probably a recap for every... 10 minutes of wrestling. <laughs> I uh, did not watch. No, or did I catch maybe the last hour last week? Uh, I don't think. I know. Maybe I didn't. And and I didn't feel like I missed anything. Yeah. The, the best yeah. part of Raw this week was when Brock Lesnar said, I don't watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're really just saying what the fans are saying at this right. point. In general. Yeah. They're just speaking through Lesnar. Yeah, and- exactly. Lesnar and Lesnar related things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What about you, Ronnie? Uh, NXT. Bring him on or New Japan. He makes fun of me for watching too much New Japan. Uh, I watched one New Japan match. I watched a uh, the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they were working, but I was a fan of theirs when they were in TNA and they were working the program with Beer Money and mm-hmm. Gen- uh, mm-hmm. was it? They, were were ge- generation they were Generation Me. me. Yeah. Uh, who else? The Motor City Machine Guns. And they were tearing it up. That was, I, that was I, a good I crew was super into that. Yeah. Of tag teams then. So I gave... Um, I gave the New Japan a shot. Mm-hmm. I seen about 63 super kicks, 27 <laughs> pile drivers, one of which was on a ring apron, and another like they on have the floor. To do that now. Like they have no choice but to throw those yeah. 63 because otherwise... Yeah. I can't buy into that. Yeah, it's just... Mm. And it's kind of become their thing, too. They're just like, you, you don't see a rest... Well, I mean, and I gotta say, I gotta give credit to Young Bucks because like um, in, in New Japan, like... He sold like a back injury for like three months mm-hmm. after Wrestle Kingdom, like, and you don't see that, yeah, right? Maybe a leg injury or something, but like, you know, he would like go and they do like one of those like flippy moves, and he's just like, eh, I don't know about this one, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think in the long tail, like, I think they're doing good things and mixing the flashy with some good uh, psychology a little bit here and there. I mean, but, don't get me wrong; I'm not taking anything away from them. The guys are hell of athletes, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't know, just that Japanese style is just not up my alley. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's crazy. It's a preference for some people, you know? Yeah, and under a lot of debate after that American show they just did, too. <laughs> the American <laughs> shit ain't up my alley either. So. No, 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 I mean the, the G1 they yeah, did G1, in San Francisco. Yeah, there yeah. were like, Jim Ross getting injured over yeah, Jim Ross so got stupid. Jim Ross got a broken rib over, over, over a match. Yeah. So, like, things like that. That's weird. 
So there's that. Um, did I hit everybody? Yeah, yeah, that's everyone. Yeah. Oh, I, I, so. I think we're covered. <laughs> it's hard. I, I, I have to traffic cop three people. I know. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement, though. WWE thumbs down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish it was across, across the I, I board. Wish it was. I, mean, you know, I, I hate talking bad about any wrestling. Thing. You know what's funny? Uh, I haven't watched uh, Raw or SmackDown since we go back from New Orleans, and uh, my buddy Tony drugged me to Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep the first hour. Really? I slept. <laughs> I slept for two hours. The pay per view. Literally, we were standing up top. Yeah, you know, like you know, the cheap area. Yeah, we didn't want to sit in those seats because I'm fat, and those seats kind of like <laughs> aren't big enough for people my size. I'm familiar. So uh, yeah, so I'm like Not literally, I'm like this, and like I fall down, and, like hit my head off the table, <laughs> and my buddy's like, "You sleeping?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> like I can't, I can't handle this." <laughs> and let me piggyback off of that. A lot of the matches themselves aren't terrible. No, uh, it's the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying earlier, the things that sell wrestling is the character development and the story. Tell me who Finn Balor is. He smiles a lot. He does smile a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I think that's one of the big Tell issues. Tell me who Braun Strowman is. What what did he do before WWE? Why is he this big? What has he done before? Mm-hmm. Tell me anything about Sami Zayn. That's what's, what, what's like, the any attitude number. area. You mm-hmm. could have anybody. I mean, you had two cool go out there, Val Venus, and these weren't, like, main event guys, but you knew who exactly who they were. And you could have jobbers go out there. And uh, you knew exactly who they were. And now you have, I heard there was over 20 guys writing for now, uh, WWE now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like opposed to, what, two or three guys back then. Yeah. I, I can't imagine being at, at a table with 19 other guys at least and saying, well, this is what I want to do. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's just probably so messy. <laughs> and, and, and with Vince at the head of the table, you <laughs> exactly. know, supervising all that. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, so, I, I couldn't imagine. I, I think there was a interview with um, um, Jimmy Jacobs, and I, I him or one of the other guys. Cause I've, I've heard a lot of ex writers, and just like being there so long before one of your ideas even makes it, yeah. you know, things like that. Uh, so it's 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 an interesting. Um, I, I always blame that kind of back culture for what you're seeing on TV and what yeah. they've kind of become as a company. Yeah. So and I, I understand too, like that they're too big to have anything less than those 20 mm-hmm. writers or whatever like it would be mm-hmm. such an overwhelming job but they gotta try something they, different yeah, what they're doing just, now just ain't working absolutely yet they're works. making all the money oh yeah you know that's the other argument so but anyways this is about indie wrestling <laughs> what's the best and worst thing about indie wrestling in your career so far ah <laughs> so, <laughs> somebody want to bite the bullet first without a, again i mean i don't have anything like super negative to say about indie wrestling i think there's too much of it uh, in some areas, uh, I would like to see more cooperation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I mean, Pittsburgh is a good example. Just you have so many different places, and I'd say half of them, I don't want to say shouldn't be running, but they have some questionable talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you took the best of what Pittsburgh had to offer and you just traded them around, you can't go wrong. Like you, you have fresh talent all the time on one show. You have new stories to work with. Mm -hmm. And I just think, I I think that's where the ball is being dropped because you have so many good guys now. I mean, the the new guys coming up now are probably the best batch of new talent we've had. And since I've been here, I mean, I know when I first started out, you had like that very good core group of like, 
uh, Devin Devine, Chris Taylor, CJ Sensation, and then it kind of like phased out. And you never really had that group of talent. Like, uh, I mean, with mine, you had like Gory, uh, DJZ, and mm-hmm. Facade coming. Uh, at, but right now, it just seems like there's so many guys that like uh, they have like the little things to work out still. But like for how long they've been doing it. I mean, they're putting on a hell of a show. And it seems like more of those characters coming out, too. Yeah, Like, they're, they're more diverse, Yeah, it seems, too. So, uh, What about you, uh, Sandwich? Sandwich? The good and the bad? Uh, so anybody who knows me from, I guess, uh, late, uh, well, late 2000s. Like, so I'm guessing uh, 2007-ish, 2006, 2007, the PWX script. <laughs> are you aware of that somewhere? i'm not aware of this <laughs> what so, is the uh, i think the concept came from justin idol sorry brother i'm gonna have to bury you for Uh-oh, this <laughs> oh one cool cat um so the concept of it was i carried this book around it said P, uh, pwx script on the front of it and inside this binder was um all the matches who's the winner who's the loser uh promos what's happening what's not happening all this shit um I even remember having a match with Blue Dragon where I won and then I got up and had to act surprised that uh, (laughs) this wasn't in the script. I was supposed to lose. (laughs) Um, Now, only being in the business for two years in a year yet. Oh, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm post dating myself. This had to have been 2005. This was I think I was only in for like one year. Were you even Dan Sandwich yet? I was not Dan Sandwich yet. Flat this is post Sandwich. Dan Sandwich. Um, and Dan Sandwich started in December of 2005. So this is uh, early to mid-2005. I wasn't even in a year yet uh, doing the script gimmick. And um, just kind of being at the point in my career where, like, hey, this is an opportunity for me. It's something. It's a storyline. Roll with it. And... Uh, God, I wish I didn't. <laughs> it was horrible. It was, so it was just like this kind of super meta thing, huh? There, there it was didn't people, work at all. The, the, I, I would hear stories where like there was people that legit had heat with him for doing yeah. that. Yeah, gimmick. dude, I caught a lot of heat for that shit. Uh, because it was like completely breaking what, what your license plate says. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, and I was just like, I don't know. I, one thing I, I always have said... Uh, Dan Sandwich has probably out of everybody in the area, and I'm not just saying this because I'm his friend, but uh, he, he catches a lot of heat for stuff that, like, the story was either twisted or, like, they don't know any of the facts at all. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's that's your diva wrestling locker room, and stuff gets twisted all the time. And <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did we get you good and your bad? Uh, my good? Um I guess I'd just I'd say like working Black Diamond shows, man. The fact that they do so many um, unique things, like what mm-hmm. other what other wrestling company on the Indies does buried alive matches? Yeah, um, yeah, and a very functional one too. Right. Yeah. And having been able to take part in one myself was fucking awesome. <laughs> There's my one f bomb for the show. <laughs> um, other matches like uh, they, you know they gave me the opportunity to do a brown bag on a pole match. <laughs> what? What? Each corner has a pole. On okay. the top of the pole is a brown bag. Weapon inside the bag. Okay. You pull it down, you can use it. <laughs> kind of like the mystery box match from WCW back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, the, the things that Rick Diamond does with Black Diamond, for everything from 
the stage, the lighting. I mean, the guy puts on a hell of a show. You had the ultimate eye match. The ultimate eye where uh, right. DJ Z. I and mean, uh, uh, <laughs> back in, that was in 2000. Six. It was right, right when the uh, the first Ultimate ever X Diamond match. Division Championship match. Two Rick towers and a and a line across the top. Belts hanging in the middle, so you got to climb across the line, grab the belt. And he called it an Ultimate I match. I called it that. Oh, <laughs> it, was a, it wasn't an Ultimate X. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, because we only have one side. Gotcha. But you had you had, you had guys in there that pulled it off, like uh, Dan, that was Gory, me, Gory, uh, Shima, and Jason Cage. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. What about you? What's your best and worst from indie wrestling? Do I want to get myself in trouble today? Sure. Yeah, the answer is sure. no. We're live on the internet. Have you seen <laughs> the list of people watching? What, like three? Mm. Eleven. Oh, hey. Bro, eleven. we're double digits. Hey, eleven people. How's it going? Uh, all right. Uh, egos. People have too many egos. Mm-hmm. That is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. If everybody was just cool with each other and nobody like... Especially on indie wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Too many. Uh, that's my only complaint where I'm not going to get called an asshole today. That's get fine. Get called an asshole, man. Come that's on, fine. shoot. We're shoot not that show. Head. We're not I that hate, show. I hate a lot of people on the independent wrestling scene. <laughs> like who? <laughs> <laughs> that's for gold. We'll do that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your good? What's your, bring it around. What's your, what's your good? Uh, what's good? Us. We are, <laughs> we, are, we are very good at what we do. That is an answer I've never gotten before on this show. I want to point Ronnie, out. Ronnie, that's why no one likes nobody, you. <laughs> I can't remember anybody just straight putting themselves or their team over as the good thing in Wait, any wrestling. Wait, can we, can we all agree that Ronnie's bad thing was ego and his his good thing it is ego. his ego? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Perfect. what I for. Perfect. So, uh, I quit. Holy crap! <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, uh, where can people uh, t- where can people find you online, and where can people f- typically find you? Black Diamond, obviously, but uh, you know, not just this weekend as of this recording, which a lot of you guys are going to get afterwards. Uh, but generally, where can they find you online and in person? Uh, online for me, I have a Facebook, Destin Vane, uh, Twitter. I, and I really need to that's start Destin, not. Dustin or anything Destin like that. Dustin with a D. D E. I've been, try, I've been and there's trying a, not to say it wrong this entire time. <laughs> there is a uh, E at the end of vein, too. A lot of people spell it V A I N. Mm-hmm. But uh, Twitter handle is Dest- at Dustin Vein, which I really should start using more. And then, uh, <laughs> as, as far as uh, where I am right now, it's uh, primarily Black Diamond Wrestling and Fight Society. Uh, I'm looking for a while. I wasn't really able to do much more, but. I'm in a spot now where I have that opportunity and availability. So probably within the next uh, few months, I'm going to try and branch out a little bit more, get some opportunities going into next year. Awesome. Dan Sandwich? I'm on Twitter, at MTO Sandwich. That's Sandwich with one H, in case you don't know how to spell it. (laughs) That H is at the end. Sandwich. Um, Yeah, at MTO Sandwich on Twitter. Uh, you can also add my Dan Sandwich page on Facebook. Don't add my shoot page because I will deny you. Uh, I don't <laughs> add any fans on there because uh, I'm keeping it kayfabe. Um, you can see me at Black Diamond Wrestling once a month. You can see me at Fight Society once a month where I'm laying the cornerstones to the Fight Society Foundation, laying bricks to asses. Uh, and selling them after the match. And selling, selling them for $10. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anybody else that wants to pick up Dan Sandwich on a card, holla at your boy. There you go. Ronnie Starks, where are you? 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Starks Wrestling. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Ronnie Starks. It's just a picture of us three looking <laughs> silly, as usual. Uh, I'm working at Blacktown Wrestling, and I am at Quaker City Wrestling out in Ohio. And you work at Quaker Steak and Lube, right? And Quaker Steak and Lube, yes. Come by Wings mm-hmm. uh, every Wednesday. Is it still every Wednesday? <laughs> it's Wednesday. Yes. Every Wednesday, uh, half wing, half wing night, yeah. Right. Oh, and if anybody else still buys collar elbow shirts at full price, don't forget to use code MTO at checkout for 10% <laughs> off your collar and elbow order. That's code MTO at checkout for 10% off. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you so much. It was a blast having you guys on here. Um, it's a pretty full chat room as well. Thank you, everybody, for coming out and uh, saying hi in there, including, again, Rick Diamond hanging out, seeing what you guys are doing with the belts here, it's, it, it seems. Uh, Carrie Nicholas. Uh, who else is in here? Samantha, uh, the, the, some guy named Zoltan, uh, and Bradley out there as well. Oh, we wait, show you, that off a little bit. <laughs> show that off a little bit. There's the belts. <laughs> Thank you so much. Check these guys out. And you can ch- again, you can check out a little bit of them in action. Uh, and I think we have a couple other things, at least with Dan Sandwich over at IndieWrestling.us in the back catalog with IWC and RWA. And who knows where else I think you've popped up in your 14 years holy crap <laughs> i don't know man i worked code red wrestling so i like get booked at as black diamond and fight society <laughs> there's that there's that yes uh so go check them out support these guys support indie wrestling support black diamond wrestling and we'll see you guys next time This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.